Welcome to the one and only Circle City Setup with your host and the one and only Zach Griffin. Hello. Welcome in to Circle City Cinema. Obi-Wan Kenobi Part 4 Recap. Bryson, we're back once again. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are back in action. Two weeks in a row. I love doing these with you. I really do. Like, we have so much fun. We even go to work the next morning, and we talk about the pod that we just did, and we have a recap, and we just have a lot of fun on these. I love this. These are a lot of fun. These have always been a lot of fun, no matter who I do them with. Yeah. Um, this, I just love... It's a good way to get a weekly pod out. You know, a, a popular show is out like this. Everyone's watching it. We know this. Everyone's watching it. Like me and Alex did it last year when the MCU shows were coming out on Disney Plus. Same deal. Same deal. I imagine we'll do it again for the Mandalorian, Bryce. Uh, I think we have to. I, I mean, uh, well, I don't know if we've decided. Are we doing Andor? Mm. I don't know. That's a good one. That is a good one. That is a good one. I don't know. Folks, oh, no. we, we might tease table. it a little bit. It's on the table. We're going to tease it a little bit. We may or Definitely may not do it. Table. We'll have to talk about We might have to get an episode in just to see. Just a little tease. I think, I think there's, a, there's a possibility. There's a possibility. There's definitely a possibility. I believe that's in September, right? And uh, August thirty first, August thirty first, August thirty first. Yes. Uh, damn, yes. that's gonna be a good show. It's gonna be a good show. We might might yeah. have to might have to do it. We might have to do it. I mean, continue the Star Wars trend on this show, just covering <laughs> covering everything Star Wars. We might have to do it. Yeah. Uh, but here we are on Obi One Part Four. Uh, the episode was literally called Part Four. Directed by Deborah Chow, who will direct all the episodes in the series. Uh, a fairly uneventful episode, Bryson. Not, not a lot to to cover here. Um, only two episodes remaining, which is kind of kind of hard to believe. But there's only two left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it was a short episode. Um, I watched this late after an NBA finals game and I was still done before midnight. So I was able to get to bed on time. I also did that. So I was, I was pretty shocked. Um, and yeah, it kind of left you wanting more. Yeah, it definitely did. I mean, this was also a shorter episode. Like you said, I don't even think it was 40 minutes. I think it was like 38, 37 minutes. Wasn't very long. Yeah. Uh, it really was just uneventful, which, I was shocked by since this is only supposed to be six episodes. I saw somewhere, or actually, it was on YouTube. The my favorite YouTube channel, Star Wars Theory. Oh yes, you talk very highly of them. Star Wars Theory, who I emailed back and forth with at one point in time. <laughs> a chill guy, a chill guy. This just doesn't. This doesn't surprise Zach. What are we doing? I don't even remember why. Why don't, why don't remember why no, 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 but, but, we were emailing? Why don't you email? Let's have them on. Good, good. I could season see. finale, maybe for season finale. I haven't spoken to him in four years. 
three years, but maybe he'll remember. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but I was watching his one of his more recent videos on this episode, and he was saying how uh, uh, Ewan McGregor was teasing like episodes seven, eight, nine of this show. Mm-hmm. Like they were gonna be secret and secretly released. Like I don't know where that was said or interesting. But I don't I doubt it at this don't, point. See, but you can't you can't mess with the Star Wars universe like that. You can't mess with the fan base like that. Well, seven, eight, nine of the show. Because there's only six episodes. Right. Yeah, I know. Like I don't I don't, I don't know. You can't you can't mess with this though because like now we you're getting my hopes up now now my hopes are up that would be a big thing to to reveal now they owe us still they still owe us I still don't feel like the the we've been made whole again no given given the the sequels right. Yeah, I mean, we talked about the sequels last week. We don't, we don't need to. No, we don't need to rehash that. But I, I'm still not whole. Again. I'm still not whole. Sorry. No, no, we we're not whole. I mean, those we talked about it last week. All the, you know, all the stones that the sequels left unturned. It was really unsatisfying. But if I talk about it again, I I will go into cardiac arrest. So I don't. Yeah, I don't that, this is true. I don't want to do that. I'm I'm sipping on Jose Cuervo right now. I uh, just to stay calm a little bit. I don't want to get in my heart. Is right that now. it? Is that all? Is is that all that's in the glass? You got a little mixer. It is Jose Cuervo ready to drink margarita, <laughs> which my whole life I thought was just margarita mix, and that no. Oh no! Oh no! And then I read the label on oh, the no. bottle, and it said ready to drink. And I was were like, you doubling up? Were you no, doubling no. up before? Oh, I, I okay. Never, I've never made margaritas myself, but I always just assumed that, you know, okay, this is a mix, and then you go buy the tequila for it separately. Oh, wow. But no. Oh, dude, could you imagine? No, this shit was ready to drink. So <laughs> I believe I sent a uh, a message to our group chat last night with uh, my my proposed name change. Yes, 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 yes. Mr. Zach Cuervo, <laughs> the new host of uh, Circle City Cinema, Cinema Triple C, yeah. if you will. I didn't go through with the name change. I did not. Uh, I believe there were some legal uh, standards that were uh, holding it, holding the process yeah, back there. Definitely were. It definitely uh, were. Happens. But uh, things we've seen lately, Bryson, before we get into the actual episode. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, I'll just start. Um Stranger Things, I finished season two last night. My binge is going quite well. I'm on pace to be caught up by the time volume two of season four comes out in July. Um, I'm starting season three tonight. Literally, as soon as we're done here, that's what I'm going to do. You love to see it. You love to see it. Uh, And it's all I did on Sunday. It's literally from the moment (laughs) I woke up to... Because I'm home alone this week. So literally from the moment I woke up to the moment I went to sleep, I, I watched this. I watched this. The only time I got up was to put my dogs out and feed myself. And that, that was it. You didn't go to the bathroom? I mean, probably. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, I can just say, I mean, like I said last week, I am, I am all caught up on, on stream. I have been caught up. Zach, unfortunately, has not watched season three. So this is brand new content for him. Yes. Like I said last week, man, as it stands right now, if they did nothing else, if something happened, we never got the rest of Stranger Things. Top five show of all time for me dude i am leaning that way just based on two seasons two seasons not ready to say i'm not ready to say top five yet but then again i haven't seen the show in its entirety yet so oh man i mean and that's two seasons folks i mean it's really great on pace so how about that how about that it's on pace man maybe that's what we should when you when you're done with stranger things we're done after this season we we should probably do like a top five ranking we should a power ranking because uh, I mean, my top two Sopranos and Breaking Bad in that order. Yeah, Breaking Bad's there for me. And then number three, I probably have The Wire. Number four is tough. I I don't I really don't know number four. And then this this might be I don't know number four is in between like Game of Thrones and and. Uh, Probably Game of Thrones, honestly. It's probably Game of Thrones. And then five. Uh, it's hard. It's hard. This TV is so wide ranging. Like, yeah. it, it, it is. I think you have to put Band of Brothers in there. I think Band of Brothers yeah. is top five all time. You're including miniseries? Yes. Yeah, I, I, I count that as television. Chernobyl? I mean, I, I, think- I count Chernobyl. Yeah, Chernobyl in there. I mean, I but I think Band of Brothers is just one of those shows. I mean, it is a TV show, but it's it's so. I mean, oh my goodness! I mean, I can't even describe how good it is. No. It's one of the few TV shows that's you're gonna sit there. You're probably gonna cry a couple episodes. You probably are. Which, and not just one episode, like a couple. Band of Brothers is the fact that it came out. 21 years ago, I think it was 2001 oh, it came out. Yeah. 21 years ago, and it still holds up. Holds up extremely well. Visually, it still holds up. Really just, did I ever tell you the story of my Band of Brothers mishap at Disc Replay? Yes, the yeah. Spanish version. Brutal. Yes, brutal. Fucking very brutal. tough. Fucking brutal. <laughs> I, bought, I bought a massive L. One of the biggest, definitely the biggest L I've had of Disc Replay. Really, honestly, my only ever like dissatisfaction with Disc Replay. I bought the box set of Band of Brothers. I went home and opened it. It was a cool case too. It was in a, oh man, it was cool. Oh fuck. It still pains, <laughs> pains me. But I went home, opened it, and it said uh like El Bondo de Hermanos. And I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> fuck. Hey, but you know what? It's not bad enough for disc replay that we still go there on a weekly basis. Shout no, out no, disc no. replay. If you guys have something, it's not similar, disc replay's fault. I should have opened the box. Yeah, not at all, not at all. I mean, but if you have a disc replay around, go there, check it out. If you don't have something similar, hey, support the the, the local after secondhand aftermarket uh, rewards. Absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely, for being a customer. If I could be sponsored, if if this show could be sponsored by Disc Replay, I'd do it in a heartbeat, Zach. Um, if I were you, you as the host, I would have no problem standing up here. This podcast is sponsored by Disc Replay, no problem at all. I absolutely would. Excellent store. I just got the Batman. 
on 4K for $12.99. Yeah, that's crazy. $12.99. Yes, it didn't. It, it didn't come with the digital. I understand that. And, and you know, if that's what you're, if that's what you're into, fine. You sent me that, and I was like, damn. Yeah, $12.99. $12.99. Sitting in the back. Sitting in the back. Not even on the shelf yet. Yeah. $12.99. I'll do that all day. All day. Yeah, and you should. I mean, disc replay. You got one in Avon. Uh, we got one here in Greenwood. I think there's another one in Castleton. Castleton. Yep. Yeah, I still haven't been to that one. Um, I've been there. It's all right. It's all right. Me and uh, Cooper, good friend of the show, Cooper Ogle. Good friend of the show. Have a... Sometime this summer, we want to take a Saturday and dedicate it to uh, going to every disc replay that we can. Oh. <sighs> Yeah. Can I go with you? I mean, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> th- we have those three for sure. I think there's we, another one. Uh, we need to hit up the, the half-price books, too. Yeah, anytime there's a half-price books in the vicinity of, of a disc replay, I'll always go. I, I've been looking for... In fact, uh, just the other day, I've been looking... One of the movies that has been on my list the longest is Leaving Las Vegas which is the movie <laughs> the movie Nicolas Cage won his Oscar for. Of course, Cage. And I could not find it anywhere. I couldn't even find it in, in a Cage box set. I, I couldn't I couldn't find it anywhere. And I was like, I'm, I'm about to give up because I'm about to cross it off the list because I'm about to order it on Amazon because you know, I'm not going to be able to find it. And I found it at Half Price Books. Me and the lovely Abigail went in there on a whim. It's like, on a, like off the cuff, went into... Half price books, and then they had it. Listen, listen, we we celebrate the W's. We celebrate the W's. It's not. It, yes, you could just go order on Amazon. It's the thrill of the hunt, folks. It's the thrill of the hunt. In the it's words the, of Cooper Ogle, it's the. Is that hunt. what he said? It's yes. the, it absolutely is. It absolutely it's is. The hunt. I'm not going to pay your full price. I refuse. Fuck I you. refuse. Fuck I will shipping. find it. <laughs> Folks, I don't care if it's secondhand. Blu-rays don't scratch. They don't scratch. They don't scratch. Uh, miss me, please. If, if, if you're now listen, we're not gonna go buy some beat up cases. Okay. We we have standards. I take pride in my cases. I, there isn't a single case in my library that is beat to hell. No. Not one. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I do not, I do not go with that um unless it has some sentimental value and i've beat that case up on my own yeah that's i will not buy it that way though slip covers are a bonus not necessary but a nice bonus not necessary steel books are great yes steel books are great if they don't show dented in the mail yeah or empty in my dune in my Uh, another l that uh that uh zach has taken i don't think i told that on the pod I pre-ordered this pre-ordered this kick-ass Dune steelbook, which we'll be doing a pod on soon. Yes, we will. The kick-ass Dune steelbook from Best Buy, Bryce's <laughs> former employer at Best Buy. And I was, it, it was badass, wasn't it, Bryce? It, it, it was the, absolutely it had, was. It had the absolutely hills, was. It had the hill. It was orange. I was like, this is gonna, yeah, the burnt orange sand. I was like, this is gonna kick ass. Opened it, fucking empty. No, no disc, nothing. And Zach didn't well, his schmuck self didn't ask to keep the seal book. 
and just get the movie out of a, no, out of a different case. Just, so just returned it. I was so pissed. I wasn't thinking clearly. I went I went to my local Best Buy and was like, just give me, just give me my money back. I'd uh, <laughs> hopelessly went to look and see if they had any in stock, but L. any steel books in stock. But I knew they wouldn't. But I looked yeah, that anyway. was big time L. Anyway, we digress. Zach, we had to watch this. This came out Wednesday on Netflix. Yeah, Hustle, starring Adam Sandler. Juancho Hernan Gomez, uh, mediocre NBA player, Queen Latifah, uh, the great Kenny, the Jet Smith, so on and so forth. Zach, our our good friend of the show, Caleb Lynn, watched this, told us we needed to watch it. We were planning on watching it anyway. I saw it a day before you. You saw it the next day. All three of us absolutely love this film. Probably one of the best films of the year. And honestly, one of the best Netflix films of all time. Yeah, I would without totally a doubt agree with both of those. With both S- of those, Sandler is on a mini run right now. That when we look back at his career, he cemented his legacy with his past two movies. He could quit right now. Yeah, he could. And, and his legacy, all time, all time. Uh, yes, you've seen this type of plot before, but it's the way the story was told. That's why I was telling Zach today. The plot, yes, okay, it's it's your typical underdog, uh, motivational movie, but it's just so good. If you're a sports fan, you have to see it. If you're not a sports fan, fine. I mean, you're still going to watch it. A lot of people are going to watch it because it's on Netflix. It's Adam Sandler. People are like, okay, I'll watch it. Must watch. Still must in the watch. Top 10 on Netflix. Absolutely. It's a must watch, folks. It's so good. I so agree. Good. It's a must watch. It's just under two hours. So if you're not a fan of lengthy movies, this is right up your alley. One of the best sports movies in recent memory. Bryce, I never saw American Underdog, the Kurt Warner biopic, but I'm assuming this blows it out of the water. <laughs> I, I am probably very sure of that. Considering I saw American Underdog on sale at Dollar General. Oh no! Yeah, I did, oh, I did no. see that. I did see that. Kurt, what are you doing? Um, but Sandler uh, plays a scout for the Philadelphia 76ers who finds a raw talent in Spain, uh, played by Wancho Hernan Gomez, who I'll get to in just a little bit, Bryce. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, another great dramatic performance from Sandler. Not like a hundred percent dramatic. I mean, there's still like those quips here and there like every Sandler movie has no matter what yeah but I mean it was still a great performance like you said it uh he's on a little mini run here with his with his movies uh Sandler dramas since 2017 so the past five years Merowitz stories which is on Netflix also stars Ben Stiller and Dustin Hoffman really really good movie I watched this last year uh really good directed by noah bombach who directed marriage story another netflix uh well he's on a run yeah he's on a run he's on a he's on a nice run so i would check that out if you're if you're up for it uh uncut gems obviously which is on this pod uh (laughs) it's been talked about on this pod frequently (laughs) and then uh of course hustle which we're talking about right now it was just a great, a great movie, uh, like a great 
it, it pulled some emotional strings at times. Um, I thought honestly a perfect portrayal of the 76ers as a franchise. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Getting in their own way. <laughs> Mentioning a Joel Embiid and trade in the same sentence. Yeah, they did. They did. It's typical. But I've always thought, I've said this on the pod many times, that, I, and if you go watch YouTube videos with uh, actors and interviews, and if you talk to, if, if you, not talk to, obviously, but if you watch interviews with directors, it's always the same. It's always comedic actors have the best range out of any kind of actor. I mean, I watched an interview one time with Robert De Niro talking about the filming of Meet the Parents and he could not get the timing down. He could not get the comedic timing down and he was mystified how Ben Stiller just had it oh, down. On command. Just had it down. Just had, had it mastered. And he, he, he said it was the most challenging movie he's ever filmed. And that's Robert De Niro. Saying, Eat. Good fellas. Yes. Raging Bull. Godfather Taxi. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're talking about one of the all-time goats. We're talking. Here. We're talking about a top ten actor of all time, without question. Saying, "Meet the parents," <laughs> which all due respect to "Meet the Parents," a great movie. A great uh, movie. "Meet the Parents," a comedy, is the hardest movie he's ever filmed. Man, we need to do some comedies on here. Yeah, we do. We do. We do. I, I know. I know. We need to do a lot. We, need, I yeah, we, do, a lot. we do need to do a lot. We'll do a lot. Ringer, sign us. Sign us so we can do this full time, please. Bill Simmons, please, yeah, please, 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 help me. <laughs> but here's some examples like comedic actors who have the best range. Jim Carrey. You got like the, Tr- the Truman Show, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, which. One of the most acclaimed films of the 2000s. Roger Ebert loved that movie. I need to see that. Roger Ebert loved that movie. Uh, he hung with Kate Winslet, who's one of the great actresses of the past, I don't know, 50 years. Yeah. Bill Murray, obviously, uh, nominated for Best Actor for Lost in Translation. Uh, and then we have Sandler. You have Steve Carell with, you know, Foxcatcher. And honestly, there's a there's a few moments in the office where Steve Carell taps into his absolutely dramatic self. I mean, not no joke, no joke. Like that's a fact. And then uh, Michael Keaton, who started his career as a comedic actor, and now look at him. He he does mostly dramas. So it's it was a great movie. I really enjoyed it. Uh, but the question has to be asked, Bryce. <laughs> oh, no. question has to be asked of Wancho Hernan Gomez. <laughs> who put in a great performance, I thought. He did. He really did. Yes, he really did. <laughs> Was this the best basketball of Wancho's career? <laughs> <laughs> did you know he had a stunt double? Did you know that? Oh, what? He, he did have a stun double. He had a stun double. How about I don't uh, I don't know how much of it was used. Oh. I guess that's the question. How about the professor from YouTube making dude making absolutely all the and one guys that I grew up watching were in this movie, and I love the professor. Um, the professor doesn't get enough respect. No, he doesn't. 
uh i know he's got lots of followers like on youtube and on instagram and i still watch his videos i zach you would you would appreciate this he dresses up in a spider-man suit and goes out and plays street ball go watch that that's right now that is that is fun to watch i used to fall asleep in college i used to fall asleep to professor videos on my phone all day dude all day love it i loved all all the nba cameos i thought it was awesome yeah i mean like you said we had kenny smith we had the inside crew from tnt brad stevens um, brad stevens mark cuban mark cuban anthony edwards julius edwards playing the villain dude edwards fantastic edwards was fantastic ben does wancho own anthony edwards does now as Bo Cruz. Yes. Bo Cruz, baby. Uh, Tyrese Max, some a lot of Sixers players. Tyrese yep. Maxey, Tyrese. Tobias. Bible. Tobias. Uh, OMB. Boban. OMB. Boban. Boban. Boban in another Boban. movie. Boban, I'm 22. <laughs> <laughs> How old is your son? He is 10. He had a kid when he was 12. <laughs> Boban was quite the, quite the, uh, IMDb right now. John Wick 3 and and this. Is Boban the best NBA actor? It's a good question. <laughs> He's running for sure. It's definitely not LeBron. It's definitely not LeBron. Oh, definitely not. And that's a good thing. LeBron has been in Trainwreck. And oh, not, in not a great Jam. track record. Not a great track record. And Durant there. was in Thunderstruck. Hey I've man, seen. I've seen you, hey, you put some respect on Thunderstruck. I don't I care not. how hokey y- y'all think it is. You put some respect on that. I will not put respect on Thunderstruck. Joke, joke. That's no. a joke. Why is it a joke? It sucks. No, it doesn't. It's good. It sucks. It's good. No, it's not. Okay. No, no. that was okay. back when Kevin Durant was like the most beloved NBA player. Yes. What was that? 2012. Thunderstruck anniversary pod. Oh yeah, baby. Yeah. Yeah. I will rewatch that in a heartbeat. No, Absolutely. No. Zach. Uh, move on to the next one. All right. All right. <laughs> Listen, Bryson. Apologies. Shut up, Elsa. Apologies for my dogs. I'm I'm dog sitting for my parents. Hey, shut up, Elsa. Hey. All right. Uh, Bryce warned me about this movie as if I didn't know what I was getting into. All right. I was going to this movie for this exact reason that I knew it wasn't going to be good. I knew it was going to be brainless. And that's exactly what I needed (laughs) the Saturday after my birthday, the day after my birthday. That's what I needed. I needed brainless entertainment that you spent $30 on tickets for. I didn't. I I didn't. I didn't. Beautiful Abigail. Did. This is wrong. That's wrong, man. You're gonna use the lovely Abigail's money to go view this. I wanted to crap. see it. We both wanted to see it. This she bought garbage. the tickets. This is garbage. Jurassic World Dominion. Ugh. I went and saw this. Me and the lovely Abigail. Uh, build as the end of the Jurassic franchise. We'll see if that actually is the case. Please, for the love of God. Jurassic World Seven to be announced in two years. Um, it was better than Fallen Kingdom, which was the last movie that came out. That's saying something. Still not a, by the traditional definition, a good movie. 
But like I said, I went into this just wanting people to get eaten by dinosaurs. I wanted to see some cool dinosaurs that I had never seen before. As with every Jurassic Park movie, you want to see the T-Rex. You want to see the raptors. And I did. I did see that. We did see that. Just repackaged Jurassic Park. Quality kills. Quality kills. And like every Jurassic movie before it, killing at the box office this trilogy this just the jurassic world trilogy so jurassic world fallen kingdom and now dominion has to be one of the highest grossing trilogies of all time this movie has grossed 405 million just since its release on friday we're we're recording this on a tuesday so it's made 405 million in what four days we are such suckers so repackaging it was a repackage. This was, and they 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 brought the older audience in from the OG Jurassic Park because they such had joke. the uh, trinity of actors from the OG Jurassic Park. They had Goldblum, Dern, and Neil come back. But did they need to be in this movie? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Was it cool to see them? Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, the main criticisms from critics at this movie, it's too long, which I agreed with. It was like two hours, 26 minutes. Oh my gosh. Give me a break. And they thought the franchise had run its course, which yes, has. You don't say. You don't say. It has run its course, but like, can you blame Universal? Can you blame them? They can't help themselves, dude. They can't can blame them. Themselves. I mean, Jurassic World, the first Jurassic World movie is like, it's like, I think it's top, top fifteen highest grossing movie of all time. And then yeah, the, there's a reason why because it was actually good. Jurassic World was good. Jurassic World was good. I'll always stand by that. Fallen Kingdom. Jurassic was World ass. is good. Fallen Kingdom was ass. The the first of each trilogy, outstanding. Yeah. Outstanding. And I will stand by Jurassic Park 3. I will stand by it. Yeah, I can't. I'm going to let you uh, fall on your sword on that one. I will stand Jurassic Park 3. You can fall on your sword. Yeah, no, no, thank you. I will stand it. Okay, that's fine. uh, After the movie, me and the lovely Abigail came home and we watched the original Jurassic Park, which uh, one of the one of the greatest movies of all time. I'll just say it. It it is. Yeah. It was the highest grossing movie of all time from when it came out in 1993 until the release of Titanic in 1997. It's also the oldest movie to gross over a billion dollars. Interesting. So there was a famous bidding war for this movie when Michael Crichton wrote the book, Jurassic Park. Yeah. There's a famous bidding war for the film rights to that book. Steven Spielberg led a uh, led a group from Universal to win the film rights, and he tagged himself as director, which honestly... Big uh, are you going to tell him no? A big dig move from Steven Spielberg. I'm not telling him no. And in 1993, Steven Spielberg released Jurassic Park and Schindler's List in the same year. So that is a big PP move. It's some goat shit. 
That's some good shit <laughs> from Steven Spielberg. Absolutely. Two of the most... My lord. I would say two of the 40 most iconic movies of all time, and he released them in the same year. So he also did... Take that, Cameron. Yeah, yeah. I don't think James Cameron can do that. All respect to James Cameron. I don't think he could he could do that. But in fact, I think Steven Spielberg might be the only director who could have ever done that. <laughs> and movies as different as those. Yeah. But he also did wonders for Jurassic Park did wonders for animatronics, for animation. I mean, it still holds up. I mean, we yeah, were watching he, it. Uh, we were watching it. This was 1993. This is almost 30 years ago. And it oh, yeah. up. You need to go watch the uh, Netflix episode movies that made us on that. Yeah, I do. That's a good it's series. Re- oh, it's excellent. It's a good series. If people have it's seen excellent. It. I watched the Back to the Future episode and I watched the Halloween episode and the Home Alone episode. Very good. Yeah. So. Bryson, I'm guessing you're not going to see Jurassic World. I'm not. I'm not going to go spend the money to see that bull crap. Um, It'll be out on streaming soon enough. I might watch it then. Probably not. HBO? Probably not. Not going to watch it. No, thank you. All right. What else do you have, Bryson? Is that it? Um, I am in the process of finishing up Ozark right now. I know I'm a bit late. I have an episode and a half left. Boy. Again, like I compare it, I compare it to Breaking Bad, and I think that's, I think rightfully so. It's a natural comparison. I mean, I think this is this is if Skyler was was bought into the whole thing, and Wendy Bird is just, she's in deep, like, and and she keeps her ditch keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And she's probably going to have to die in that ditch is what, what I'm thinking is going to happen. I don't know yet, but boy, this is, it's rough, man. Like, you know, you have those instances during breaking bad where you're like, yep, they're done. All hope is lost. Well, well, I mean, this is, this is where I'm at with it. And I got an episode and a half left. So uh, very good though. Very good. My dad finished it. He enjoyed it. I'm still like a season behind. Um, I think once I finish Stranger Things and a couple more shows, um, Rice will be uh, happy to know that on my watch list is Peacemaker. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> this is progress for, for Mr. Griffith here because this is a guy who is a staunch hater of John Cena. Uh, in the Hollywood world. And now this is progress, folks. It's on his watch list. Now, let me tell you something about Mr. Griffith. His watch list is very extensive. Okay. And even though we suggest things to him, he doesn't get around to it very quickly. So I uh, like, I don't, I don't even think don't he's like, you know me. He, he doesn't, he does hasn't finished succession yet. I know that for a fact, No, which is a joke. Cause that's getting probably one getting of the, there. That's one of the best shows on TV right now. I'm getting there. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But but this is progress. Peacemaker is on. It's literally on my list on HBO Max. It's on there. So <laughs> uh, I I will watch it. I like James Gunn. I think he's really creative. So yeah, I'll watch it. Sure. Uh, and then my final thing, Black Swan. 
which uh, me and Cooper's weekly movie night on Wednesdays. This is our pick last week. Why? What? I don't know. I don't know. We were having a conversation. Just, just, just not it, dude. We're just having, not it. We were having a conversation about I don't even remember what. And then somehow by the end of the discussion, it was determined Black Swan would be our viewing for movie night this week or last week. This is the movie Natalie Portman won Best Actress for at the 2011 Oscars. It's a great performance. It's it's a good movie, but I will I'll never watch it again. I will I will and I won't lose sleep over that. I won't lose sleep over it. Uh, directed by Darren Aronofsky. If you're his most notable notable film for sure is Requiem for a Dream. Um, good movie. Uh, but again, not a not a rewatchable movie. I'll probably never watch it again. But he's also directed uh, The Wrestler, which is a great sports movie. Uh, Mickey Rourke stars. And then Mother, which stars Jennifer Lawrence, which I've never seen. But either. Uh, Bryce, I know you like Jennifer Lawrence. I do like Jennifer Lawrence. So that's what we've seen lately. Bryson, did you have anything else? No, man. No, man. Pretty, pretty smooth sailing for me. In the news, we had the Black Adam trailer. Um, we saw this. We watched it at work together. When and I was like, "Yeah, not convinced." And then I saw it again when it was shown at Jurassic World Dominion, and I was it was confirmed. Miss me. Zach, I'm. I know we do this in a minute, but this is my miss me. This oh! is my miss me. I, I have to. I have to. It was that bad. I just wasn't buying the character. I don't buy the Rock as the character. I feel like this character uh, should be somebody that's. I would say a little younger, not as big and bulky as as Dwayne. Like I, I just don't buy it. I just don't buy him as the character. I mean. Black Adam is bulky. Okay. But, I mean, The Rock was cast as... You can just miss me on The Rock in general. Yeah, I mean... Just, I know. We know your feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it just if didn't this do gives you any, If this gives you any inkling of how I feel about The Rock, give me Cena over The Rock. Oh, my gosh. Give me Cena over The Rock. Dude, that is... That's major progress for you. Give me Cena over the rock because at least I don't know. I don't know. I don't this think it's big time for I you. I don't think Dwayne Johnson could have played Peacemaker. I'm saying I feel like I feel like if you watch Jumanji, the new Jumanji's, it might change your mind slightly. He's good in certain roles. Dude, I'm telling you, you need to watch the Jumanji's. Watch it with, sit down with the lovely Abigail. Watch the new Jumanji's. Yes. I'm telling you, dude, I, they're good. Kevin Hart's hilarious. Jack Black's hilarious. I know. You need to watch it, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I know. But Black Adam, The Rock was cast. I'm actually going to look up when he was cast because it was a long ass time ago. When he was, it was cast. a long time ago. Yes, I want to say it was close to ten years ago. He was cast as Black Adam, which why he was dead set on playing this guy of all the of all the heroes. I I don't know, I don't know. But let's see. Johnson was attached 
to Shazam early in development. Oh, disgusting. Confirmed that he would play Black Adam in September 2014. 2014. Oh, my Lord. So eight years ago. Come on. Literally almost eight years ago to the month, he was cast as Black Adam. So Come on. Also, this director I've, I've never heard of. I've never, never heard of him. He directed Orphan, which I enjoyed. Um, oh, 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 no. He directed Liam Neeson movies. Oh, no. Unknown and Nonstop. Uh, no. And which The Commuter. Are, which are the same movies. They are the same. But oh, yeah, no. 2014, Dwayne Johnson was cast as... Black Adam, and here we are. It's just weird that, like, the Joker getting his own movie, I understand. Um, that's honestly, that might be the only villain where I'm like, yeah, give him his own movie. Well, they're calling him an anti-hero. He's not. He's not. Uh, he's not an anti-hero. He's not. That's what I'm hearing. He's not an anti-hero. Also, uh, this cast, a lot of no-names. Which is not necessarily a bad thing. No, I mean, we didn't really know Hemsworth until then. RDJ was kind of thrown by the wayside. Hiddleston. Hiddleston, yeah. So not a bad thing, but if you're in a spot like DC is in where you need some stability, you need need a good thing badly. Badly, yes. This This is not good. This is not good. I don't. I don't think this is going to do well. Might do well at the box office, for whatever reason. The Rock's the Rock, a big name. It will. The Rock does great at the box office. I still don't know why, but he does. So, I think it'll make money. Um, it might even get a sequel, but Ew. I. I'm definitely going to wait for the HBO Max release. There. Oh, dear God. Uh, Taika Waititi. I saw this today on my timeline. Taika says his Star Wars movie won't rely on Skywalker Saga characters. There we go. Now we're getting somewhere. I I like that. I was all in on this before just because he was attached to it. Now, now I'm I'm really intrigued. Even more so. Absolutely. Because I'm down. And his quote, he said something like, if you keep it in the Skywalker saga, you're shrinking down the universe, which I think is a great way of putting it. Because if Star Wars is trying to do anything with these series they put out, it's they're trying to expand the universe. So, which I think that's what Clone Wars did. That's what Rebels did. That's what definitely it's definitely what Mandalorian did. So, I mean, I'm I'm all for it. I mean, it looks like the Acolyte's going to do that. So I'm 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 in I'm in for what absolutely he whatever he does. Uh, a movie anniversary, Bryson. Man of Steel, celebrating nine years today. Uh, it was released nine years ago today. Started the DCEU and the Zack Snyder Justice League trilogy. Bryson, off the cuff, impromptu. Oh, no. DCEU rankings. Oh, my gosh. I... <laughs> Top five? Are we, are we top five? I just, I ranked all of them. You don't have to. Oh my god! I just want to see where Man of Steel ranks. <sighs> you don't have to. I'll I'll go first to give you an idea. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna go five. All right. 
I think I could. Do I only went off the ones I've seen, so I've not seen Birds of Prey. Me neither. Um, I've not seen Shazam. I've seen Shazam. I think that's the only one I haven't seen. Okay. All right. So locked in number one, no doubt. Zack Snyder's Justice League. I'm with you on that. All right. Number two was tough, but I went with Wonder Woman. Oh yeah. I I'm going to agree with you on that. Then I had Man of Steel. I had Man of Steel. <laughs> I mean, honestly, these are pretty clear cut. If I'm being completely honest, I'm with you on that as well. I the think only, four and five, it may be where we differ. Yeah, the, uh, four, five, and six, I struggled. Honestly, could have been interchangeable, but okay. I had Batman vs Superman Ultimate Edition number four. Okay, I disagree with you there. Okay, okay. I I think the Suicide Squad. That's my number five. Okay, that's my number five. But you're not gonna fight me on it. No, like I said, my four, five, and six, honestly, interchangeable. Yeah, honestly. four four is the Suicide Squad. Five is BVS Extended. Yes, it has to be extended, folks. It's the only. I mean, Just if FYI. you. Yeah, I mean, if you go and. One of the, one of the only things I asked for for Christmas last year was the Zack Snyder 4K Justice League trilogy, and it includes Man of Steel, BVS Extended Edition. It doesn't even come with the theatrical That's right. Cut, That's right. As it should. It, absolutely. And absolutely. Then, what's course, what's your six then? The Snyder Cut. My six Aqua? is Aquaman. Aquaman. Yeah. Which, I'm, oddly I'm enough, you. came up in our work meeting today. Yeah, it did. It was yeah, weird. It did. Our boss brought that up. Yeah, <laughs> I see, but I think you can stop right there. You don't need to see anything else. You don't, but I went ahead and put myself through the pain. Oh, Lord. Um, what was this? One, two, three, four, five, six. All right, number seven, I had seven. Shazam. Ugh. I did not like Shazam. Shazam got decent reviews, like pretty good reviews. I thought Zachary Levi, who played Shazam, did a nice job. But the movie itself, like, I felt like it should have ended three different times and it just kept going on for like 10 or 15 more minutes. And I wanted to leave because it was just dragging on. But uh, in Dead Last, locked in at Dead Last out of the DC movies I've seen is Wonder Woman 84. Not even close. Not even close. Not even close. This movie was ass. Uh, did a pod on this when it came out in December of 2020 was a terrible film, a terrible film, a mess of a film. It was cheeks. It was cheeks. So we have a similar, we're not too far off on our rankings. No, no, I, it's, I mean, it's like I said, I think it's pretty clear cut. Honestly, I turned you on man of steel. I turned you. Yeah. Yeah. After my rewatch. Yeah. Absolutely. You were low. You were low on me. I was low. I was low. <laughs> it's good, dude. It's good. After my rewatch, yes, it was better than I remember. Our Justice League trilogy marathon. Man, that was ah, awesome. That was a great time. That was awesome. Uh, some minor news here. Uh, the Spot will be featured as a villain in Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, which got delayed to, until next year for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, the spot was featured in an episode of 
Spider-Man, the animated series from the 90s. Uh, cool villain. That's all I have to say. Really Interesting. He's interesting. He can open portals. He's he's cool. I wonder if he'll be the main villain. I don't think he will be, but it's, it's cool that he's in it. And Bryce, this almost made my miss me. It didn't. Ooh. It didn't. But uh, Joker 2 is in development. Joker 2 is in development by Todd Phillips. It's going to be a musical. And uh, Lady Gaga is in talks, which I like this part of it, actually. I I am very, very, very down with this. Lady Gaga is in talks to star as Harley Quinn. I am not down with the musical part. Here's my thing is the first one was a very tough watch to begin with. To make this as a tragedy, because it's going to be a tragedy musical. It has to be. I think it's going to make it that much tougher to watch. I mean, I have not watched Joker since the first time I watched it, and I probably won't. I'm not. It's not a bad. It's not a bad movie. Okay, it's not bad. No, it's not bad. It's just. It's a great eh. film. It's, it's a great yeah. film. De Niro again. De Niro. I, I love Joker. I love it. I, just, I can't. I I just don't sit down and determine. Yep, I'm gonna watch this. Which that's fair. That's a that's definitely a fair criticism. I've seen it twice. I feel I've like that's it, enough. I've actually seen it three times, but. I totally get where you're coming from. I mean, just going off the ending alone, that'd be enough. That'd be enough for someone to say, yeah. Good, never good ending that. shot, though. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic, great work. Shows. I mean, people love to shit on it because they say it's a, it's a taxi driver ripoff. What Fine. they, what they neglect to remember is that Martin Scorsese was an executive producer on this film. Martin Scorsese who directed Taxi Driver. So it couldn't have been a ripoff if he was involved. I feel like he would have said something. Right. But it shows what you can do with a character study of a of a comic book character. It's a great movie. But it didn't need a sequel. That's really why it was almost my miss me. Was I di- it didn't. It didn't need a sequel. It definitely doesn't no. need to be a musical. No. Which I don't mind musicals, but this just sounds weird. It just sounds weird. I actually like musicals. I like going to see... I like the theater. I like going to see a play. I really do. But <sighs> Joker 2 didn't need to happen. And I hope it's good. But it didn't. there's nothing wrong with a one-off. Like there's there's nothing, nothing wrong with it. No, not at all. So it's a shame this fell victim to the 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 franchise movement, quote unquote. Uh, and then our last bit of news: Blade starts filming on July. Give it 4th. to me. Give it to please. me, baby. Please. Give it to me Speed. now. Spoon feed. Thank you. Spoon feed. Uh, and now the Bryce Shaddy Memorial Please Miss Me Award. Bryce already said his. <laughs> which was uh, Black Adam. I'll go ahead and say mine. It's actually a, a repeat offender here. Oh, boy. This has actually been my Miss Me before. I didn't want to do it. Oh, wow. Dude, this kind of a, this better be good. Oh, it'll be good. I didn't want to do this because I hate repetition on my pods. But Dude, you don't I, saw, I saw this trailer. 
saw this trailer once again at Jurassic World, and it was the last straw for me. It really was. The last straw. I think Bryce might know what this is. Do you know what this is? Um, no. I mean, we watch a lot of stuff, so no. This was the last straw for me. Minions, The Rise of Green. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Right. Why must you beat this dead horse? Oh, right. no. I ranted to Bryce at work for probably a solid 10 minutes about why this movie is bullshit, why this franchise is bullshit, why it's a scam. It's a scam. Oh. It's If you're a parent, bringing your child to this mindless... <laughs> themeless nothing gained from watching it film you 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 should be ashamed of yourself because this if you what happened in the days of like pixar films like toy story you valuable lessons in that film and there was shit for adults in the movie too uh any pixar film really uh big hero six there's that's an awesome movie. There's great stuff for adults in that in that movie. Like why even Hotel Transylvania, like there's stuff stuff for adults. Speaking of Sandler, Hotel Transylvania. But like I'm watching this trailer for Minions the Rise of Gru and I, I have a straight face the whole time. I am pissed off. I do not I'm I'm thinking about walking out of the theater. Oh, whatever. Cry me a river. It this trailer it was fucking mindless in the worst oh way possible. My gosh. Not give like Jurassic a, World mindless. Like give me a break. I'm getting dumber watching this. This trailer. is this come on. Give me a break. Pickle Me One is a good movie. The fact that Minions, the movie, is one of the highest grossing films of all time makes me want to changed my name and moved to another country oh i'm ashamed i'm ashamed that that's a fact like this illumination should be ashamed of themselves for milking the hell out of this franchise you want to talk about dead horse how about the despicable me franchise enough why do i need a Gru origin story i don't i don't enough I just, you miss me. You miss me on Minions, The Rise of Gru. I will not be seeing it. Okay. Let's get into the plot, shall we? The plot, Thank God. The Thank plot God. Part four of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Not much to get into. This this actually might go fairly quick. Uh, that's why we spent time on the other stuff, folks. Yes. Obi-Wan and Tala infiltrate the Inquisitor's stronghold, which at first I thought was on Mustafar, but is actually on a moon of Mustafar called Nur. So my mistake on that. Uh, Leia is being interrogated by Riva for details on the path, which is, if you remember in episode three or part three, um, Leia gets sent down this uh, doorway, hallway thing. It's called the path. It's where... Um, Empire refugees flee to for help for escaping the empire. And so Reva thinks this could lead her to Obi-Wan. So she's asking or interrogating Leia for, for some information on the path. And then a chilling scene, Bryce, honestly, a really chilling scene. 
Obi-Wan discovers what's basically a trophy room of dead Jedi corpses. Tough. Very. (laughs) One of which, in classic Vader fashion, is a youngling. Looking with a look of horror on his face. Yeah. This is if you're sensitive, very it could be tear jerking. Yeah. I would this this could have been a great opportunity for a cameo. This could have been like a you could have had I don't know. I I don't know which Jedi you could have had, but like somebody from the Clone Wars or something. Just like frozen on the wall. It could have been yeah. a good, good chance for a cameo. But Really chilling scene. Really, really chilling for this series. Uh, what we've had so far. And then Tala's cover is blown as a rebel spy. She's she's made by the Empire. <laughs> uh, I like her, by the way. Yes, I like her too. Speaking of Game of Thrones, uh, wait, she wait. was in Game of Thrones. Can we can we talk about this for a minute? Just for a quick second. Sure. Tala chokes out that that general. And there's still people in the room. Like, they don't know this dude just got choked out. Yeah, they didn't hear his body we- before. <laughs> they don't realize that she came back after this dude just sternly said, come with me. <laughs> you don't see this guy. like, And it's not like it's a covered wall either. She there's comes slits back in the like wall. Wrong. Yeah, this dude is just choked <laughs> out on the ground. <laughs> Miss me, please. Yeah, not, not great. Not great, uh... It's a hole. It's a hole in the plot for sure. Oh my goodness. A big uh, hole. Yeah, big hole. This this uh Tala will come up in a category near the end. She oh interesting. Up. Yeah, she will come up. Interesting. She's involved. Uh Obi-Wan, kind of cool. Obi-Wan uh taps into his force powers, uses the force to flood a corridor that is being uh raided by stormtroopers. Freaking awesome. His lightsaber work on point, boy. He's back, baby. Deflecting blaster bolts from stormtroopers while cracking the glass because his base is like underwater partially. Let me tell you, the stormtroopers, the the stormtroopers will come up in a later segment. Yes, they will. Yes, I they yeah, they they will. They will. I think I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. They will. Uh, and then I wanted to reference a Hayden Christensen quote here that I found. <laughs> he was talking about Vader in the series and in particular the fight that happened in part three where Obi-Wan was shithouse. Yes. He said, Vader is shocked at how disconnected Obi-Wan is from the force. And he wants more of a fight out of Obi-Wan. So here's my question to you, Bryce. Based on that quote and based on what we saw in that fight in part three, could you ask yourself, is it a legitimate question? Did Vader throw the fight out of hopes that he would get a better one in the future? I'm buying that. I'm buying up that stock. <laughs> I am. I am all up in that, man. Me too. Because I feel like, like he could have. He could have stopped Tala from digging him. 
Like he could have finished it. He had Absolutely. him dead to rights. He had him dead to fucking rights. I mean, he said, he said, you know, I want you to suffer. So, I mean, this is this is where we're at, right? Zach, I am I am eating that up, man. That's like putting an order of wing stop wings in front of me and saying, oh, you know, tell and, us, tell us about the deal, dude. Let me, uh, yeah, twenty wings, folks. Four different sauces, large fry, sixteen dollars. Wing stop, folks. You're not wings. gonna find it, and they and you know they're gonna give you extra wings if you get all them sauces. You know they're gonna they're gonna get you right. They're gonna get you right over at wing wing. This is my this is my third ploy for a sponsor here. Wingstop, Wing holler sponsor. at your boy, okay, <laughs> okay. Bill Simmons, disc replay, and Wingstop, holler at your boys. We would love to do some deals with you. Big proponent yes. here. Oh yes, oh yes. Unofficial sponsors. <laughs> That's right. Circle That's Circle. right. Shameless plugs. Wingstop. And That's what we do on Circle City uh, on on Triple C. We have shameless plugs. That's what we do. That's what we do. I'm also buying that stock. Uh, just based on that quote. Um, plus, you can't tell me Vader couldn't have killed Tala when she was organizing Obi-Wan's escape from that fight. He could have ended Obi-Wan there. I mean, he could have snapped his neck if he wanted to. We saw it 10 minutes before the fight. Yeah. So, could have killed him if he really wanted to. I'm buying that because... I feel like, you know, this guy chops off three of your limbs, leaves you burning alive, leaves you for dead. And you waited a decade, literally a decade, 10 years to see him again. You've been hunting him for a decade. I feel like I, uh, you would want more out of his defeat. That's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm leaning towards. Uh, and then after their escape, Vader force chokes Reva out of anger, but he lets her live after she says she put a tracker on Leia. Did you believe her at first, Bryce? Because I thought it was bullshit at first. Dude, the tracker th- was revealed. I thought it was too, man. I'm like, she's just weaseling her way out of this one again. What an absolute joke. But no, later revealed. I feel like later Vader could have sensed if it was a lie too. Yeah, probably right. He's so in touch right now. He's in his, not his physical prime, but he's in his. He's mentally peak. He's in his force prime. Like he's, I feel like at this time he is, I don't know how old he's supposed to be in Attack of the Clones, but he's 10 years older than he was in episode one. And then episode three is three years after episode two so he's and then there's 10 years from episode three to this so i'm guessing he's at least early 30s mid 30s at this point probably i'd say so so he's not in his physical prime obviously because he's missing some limbs and his chard on parts of his body but happens power wise he is in his in his prime i'd so say I so i think he could have sensed a lie if, he, if she was lying I only wanted two categories tonight, Bryce. Um, first, we'll start with blocking the back. I'll, I'll take this one first, if you don't mind. Uh, go right ahead, my blocking friend. Blocking the go back right ahead. for the most brainless decision in honor of my favorite penalty in the NFL. Empire security letting Tala through the gate. 
and Bryce, this is pretty timely because we recently <laughs> had a bungling of security in the NBA. Bungle. Golden State Warriors security team let fake Clay Thompson onto the court for shoot around. Joke. So I'm gonna compare it to that. That's basically what it was. It's not great. <laughs> I mean, she did do a good job of talking them down. I will give her that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. But I thought it was pretty timely. So absolutely. Lock in the back award. I'll give it out twice. I'll give it to Empire Security. I'll also give it to Golden State Warriors Security. <laughs> My block in the back. I told you they're going to come back. The stormtroopers. They're still schmucks. Uh, they're still schmucks. The accuracy, <laughs> the L's that Obi-Wan was giving them with basically one hand behind his back. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, just no completely reflected. They were killed with thrown bullets. Obi-Wan didn't even, he sliced and diced a couple, but they were all killed by their own, by their own weapons. Obi-Wan Complete historically owns stormtroopers. Yes, he does. I the think the famous he, I, scene where, you know, the hand wave and episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just he loves messing with them. They're not the it's a constant you're theme. looking for. Constant theme. It's a constant Gotta theme. love it. Uh, and then the next category who got it the worst? I'm actually going with the stormtroopers drowned in oh. a hallway. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. That's tough. And they were raised on a water planet, which is also tough. Yes. Very. very so, uh, my who got it the worst? The youngling. It's yeah. not only it's only one thing to die brutally as a child. It's another thing to be Maybe. shamelessly displayed in a trophy room. Yeah. You know, with a look of fear and dismay on your face. You hate to see it. You, you really do, it. man. It's just it's such it. a it sticks with you. I like I can see it now. Like it just sticks, man. It's awful. That part that's like, you know, what we talked about last week, like, man, it's kind of hard to see Vader and Anakin as two different people or as the same person. Like, they just, right. they just seem like two different people. This is a prime example. This is a prime example. <laughs> but then again, like, you can almost see it because he killed kids before. Yes. It was after the turn, but yes. Yes. Like, God damn, we just have a child, child's corpse on display. Yes. All right, Bryce, to finish out, as we always do with these recaps, a Star Wars top five. And tonight, the top five is if you were force sensitive, if you were trained in the arts of lightsaber dueling, who would be your top five most intimidating opponents in a duel? So, I'll let you start at number five. Number five, Mace Windu. Ah. It's the purple, man. It's the purple. It is the purple. And, and the reputation proceeds. The man decapitated a well-known bounty hunter, possibly the best bounty hunter in all in the seconds. land. In seconds. Yes, effortlessly. <laughs> effortlessly. A bounty hunter who kicked Obi-Wan's ass. Yes. Earlier in the movie. Mace Windu went head on with the Sith Lord, the Sith leader, the Sith president, whatever you will. He won. He won. He was cheated. He was Mace Windu, number five fostered. for me. He was Scott yes, yes, he, yes, he was. 
Mace Windu, my number five. It was Adam Silvered. He was Adam Silvered. <laughs> uh, Mace Windu is also my number five. Yeah. There, yeah, baby. I, yeah. I wanted to put him higher. I really, yeah. I wanted to put him higher. I did too. I did too. I just can't. What I mean by most intimidating is by, like, by their presence, it's like just how they look, and also what we saw from them in the movies, and reputation. So. Mace Windu, I wanted to put him higher. God damn, I wanted to put him higher. Oh, I did too, man. But these these ones that I got in front, he's my I'm favorite. With Jedi, like if you're just strictly Jedi, he's my favorite because he, yeah, he's. It's weird to call him wise because he was second in command on the council when the Jedi Order fell, but he's he's wise. Fair. He's wise. Uh, I'm going to get really nerdy here, but great uh, book in the Star Wars Expanded (laughs) Universe called Shatterpoint. It uh, features Mace Windu and his apprentice during the Clone Wars. Great, great fucking book. Uh, Mace Windu, they actually made... Because the famous, I think everyone knows Samuel L. Jackson requested the lightsaber be purple. Yes, he did. Because he wanted to be able to stand out among the Jedi, especially in the and that he did. like the like the episode two stadium battle. Yeah, he did. He definitely did. Um, so everyone knows that story, but they actually made an explanation for it. George Lucas did. It's purple because. It is the balance between blue and red, the dark and the light side. And he has managed to find a balance between both sides of the force. Oh, that's what's going to keep him alive. He's going to be back. So that, that, that's actually a theory that his knowledge of the dark side is what could have helped him survive the fall out of the window in episode three. So, Come back. You know, if he comes back, that could be why. That could be why. Uh, he's also just a badass. Samuel Jackson is just a badass. Absolutely. Um, Bryce, your number four. Yoda. Yoda. I thought you'd have him higher. I really no, and I think you'll understand why. Number four my, is Yoda. I mean, we get this buildup every time he pulls out his lightsaber. You know, he's kind of old and decrepit, you know, but when he pulls it out, it's on, baby. It is on. He was, he was cucked in episode two when he's fighting Dooku. He would have annihilated Dooku had it not been Coward. for Dooku just, just pulling the house down, Bailing. you know, and about to kill Obi-Wan and Anakin. And then in episode three, when he when he jumps spin oh uh, yes 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 one of the uh, most famous yes. battles one of the famous most famous duels in the Star Wars history question Yoda cameo and Obi Wan yes or no oh. I'll say no I still think Qui Gon is more likely for interesting interesting but I would not be opposed that's for sure who's your number four my well, number four is Darth Vader. Whoa! Whoa! Yeah, I I would not want to fight this. I would. That is low, man. I would not. Well, when you see who I have ahead of him, my number one thing is going to shock you. 
I think it's going to show. I don't think it is. No, I think it is going to show. I know you. I know. I think it will shock you. Okay. All right. I don't think. Vader, that is low, dude. It's low, but when I tell you who I have ahead <sighs> of them and my reasons for having them ahead of them. Okay. All right. All right. Just, I'll I mean, based on what we... T- I mean, if you're just judging off appearance, I'm not fighting this dude. Uh, based on reputation, I'm definitely not fighting him. Uh, everyone knows what he's done in the past. The younglings, Order sixty six. Uh, we we know we know what he's capable of. Yeah, uh, I mean the Rogue One scene, like we said, just like firing on all cylinders in that scene. With the the dueling skills and the the force abilities, he has a great. I think he has the best balance of anyone on my list of force skills and lightsaber skills. I can see that. I think he can use them both at the highest level in a duel. So I'm going Darth Vader at number four. Your number three. My number three. This might be a little low, but. I'm going General Grievous. Oh, wow. General Grievous at three, just because of the four lightsabers. If you're wielding four lightsabers and I have one, I'm instantly intimidated. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. You're going to wield four? I have to watch out for four? I mean, I feel like that's like an ultimate boss battle. Am Am I wrong to say this? This has been on my mind since I was a kid. Since I saw general grievous for the first time yeah he underutilized in the movies very much so very is that a complaint so. is that a compl- I, I don't know the the complaints of that the Star Wars universe a, but it's a complaint of mine i've always said that that is a massive whiff it is a it's a big whiff uh, they did some they did him some justice in the clone wars show, yeah yeah but it's a massive whiff because I feel like if he had been included, I'm not saying you had to include him in every film in the trilogy, but if you at least included him in episode two, I feel like that movie and who some people consider that movie to be the worst. I think episode one is the worst. Yeah, I totally agree. But some people consider Attack of the Clones. I don't know how which, you can, but okay. There are reasons for having it as the worst. It always comes back to the Naboo scenes with Padme and Anakin. Which okay, is fine. But I think everything else in the movie makes up for it. Whereas episode one was just garbage. Had a lot of problems. But episode two, I think, could... I'm not saying it could have topped Revenge of the Sith but it could have been on par with Revenge of the Sith in terms of quality if you just had General Grievous in it for like a little bit. Just him and Dooku interacting. I feel like that would have been great. So we didn't. We honestly didn't get a whole lot of that in episode three of them right. interacting. Uh, definitely episode one could have benefited from General Grievous. I mean, that's not even a... But if you're talking canon, I don't think General Grievous was in his current form because general grievous is actually an alien species and then he was later modified with droid technology so Mm -hmm. since that is episode one is 13 years before episode three i don't think he would have been 
General Grievous yet. So they probably couldn't have had him in episode one. But that, yes, that to answer your question, yes, that is a common complaint, at least of mine. Common, like, why didn't you do this? Like, this was this should have been an easy, and you didn't do it. So, one of my favorite characters, General Grievous. You're number three, Zach. My number three, Darth Sidious. Interesting. Darth Sidious. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you don't... I don't need, really need to say more other than cutting down two Jedi in seconds and then having a pretty lengthy fight with Mace Windu, which some people think... He lost that fight on purpose. I am of the school of thought he actually lost that fight and his ass was saved by Anakin. I think Mace Windu actually beat him. I've always thought that. Uh, there's a couple scenes in the Clone Wars where we see this again. Didn't see it at all in the original trilogy with him with a lightsaber. Didn't see it at all. No. Um, but... <laughs> There's a couple, there's one scene in particular from the Clone Wars where he's fighting Darth Maul and Darth Maul's brother, Savage Opress. He actually kills Savage and then takes Darth Maul prisoner. And then we don't see Darth Maul again until the last season of Clone Wars. So Darth Sidious, I mean, the guy has leaping abilities, not like on par with Yoda, but pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Given his That's age. Fair. So you're number two, Bryce. Darth Maul. Darth Maul for me here. I mean, wow. he's just, a, he's scary looking dude, man. Dual, dual bladed lightsaber, horns sticking out of your head, red and black face paint. I mean, I don't want to mess with that guy. Fuck no, no. I don't want to mess with him. And he took down all-time all-time Jedi Master. Qui-Gon Jinn? All-time. Kill him. So, yeah, give me Darth Maul, man. Arch enemy of Obi-Wan. Yes. Darth Maul, uh, been on record. My favorite Star Wars character. Um, just He's my favorite. So, I have definitely have no quabbles with this with this pick. And who my, my number two is Yoda. Yoda. Wow. Wow. That's pretty high. Yoda number two. I'm not fucking with him. This dude experience probably more than anyone we've talked about so far. Um, wise beyond comprehension in the, like probably the greatest Jedi of all time. Probably. Wow. Probably is. That's a that's high praise. I mean, he probably is. He probably is the greatest Jedi of all time. Um, it just I I wish I like to see. I wish I had been old enough to like if I was born in like 1970. If I was my dad's age, basically. <laughs> If I had seen Yoda in the original trilogy and then I see episode two, 20 some years later, and I actually see Yoda fighting with a lightsaber, I can't imagine that feeling, what that feeling must have been like. Because when we grew up, we we knew Yoda with a lightsaber. We knew right. him dueling. Whereas somebody who grew up 
with Star Wars in the original trilogy, he's just this old fuck in a cave on a swamp <laughs> planet. He talks about how it used to be. And then we actually, and then you actually get to see it in, a, in episode two. I, I wish I could have. Yeah, that I, that would have been cool. That would have been cool. I can't imagine how that must have felt. Been so, interesting. Yeah, Yoda's my number two. What's your who's your number one? I'm curious. My my one is Vader. My one is Vader, just wow. based on the brutality. Um, I mean, we see it in this. We see it throughout the entire Star Wars franchise, right? I mean, he's just killing people for no reason. Um, I mean, he is the chosen one of the Sith. Mm-hmm. Um, his suit is awesome. His breathing is scary. Uh, I mean, we're seeing peak Vader right now, or getting to the peak Vader right now, and it's pretty freaking scary. So that's why I have a number one. Very, very intimidating. He made my list. He was on number one. My number one, I think it will shock you. I really do think it will shock you. I think. Okay. I'm curious. It's General Grievous. It's General okay, Grievous. Okay. I'm, I'm not upset with it, though. I mean, is it the four lightsaber thing? Yeah. It's the four lightsaber thing. Yeah. See, I don't blame you. I don't, I, I'd be scared, too. Indestructible armor, basically. Um, there's nothing more terrifying than when you're playing the new Battlefront 2 online uh, and he is crawling at you at like 25 miles an hour. And he is coming to combo your coming butt to kill your ass. He's just fucking terrifying. Like it was a great duel with him. And episode three had the best duels period of any Star Wars. Oh, movie. not even close. Him and Grievous or Obi-Wan and Grievous fighting was awesome. Countless fights with him and the Clone Wars. I'm thinking about watching the Clone Wars again, just for, uh, I really am. But out of, because this isn't the top five, like most skilled duelists or best duelists. This is just the top five most intimidating. Like who would you not want to fight? Who would you be the most scared fight for me it's grievous i would not one go near you're this gonna get, you're not gonna get pushback from me one go near this dude uh honorable mentions darth maul like i said um all, them, Shock, all the reasons bryce all. said i didn't want to leave him off really didn't i wanted to put him i just couldn't find couldn't find a spot for him uh darth maul count dooku who i talked to bryce uh. about this count dooku i feel like I would walk into it cocky and like I, this old bastard, I go kick his ass and then experience and the art form of yeah. lightsaber duel. I feel like he would just wipe the floor with my ass. And then Asajj Ventress. That's a good one. You know, I thought about her. I really did. Asajj Ventress. I really did. The two lightsabers. They're sweet, uh, dude. The bald head. The... Yeah, it, it, it's sweet, man. She's the acrobatics. Sweet. She is sweet. She's badass. So yeah, Bryce, another great episode in the books. Before we go, tell us about uh, your gig at at Doctor Rhoda with Doctor Rhoda. Yeah, man. So uh, we're uh, I'm writing for them. I've been writing um, some AFC South content. You know, got to write about the home team and teams they face. But now we are shifting our focus to fantasy football. Um, we are going to be meeting about our fantasy football guide shortly. 
Um, very excited about that. I just had a story come out today. Uh, if you guys are sports fans, Cooper Cup or Justin Jefferson, who should you draft? So read that. If you like, if you like historical data, definitely give that a read. Uh, I think you'll find it very interesting. So yeah, that's what I got going on there. What do we have on Linsanity? Oh, Linsanity, man. We are, we are combining the finals uh, with a little bit of uh, NFL offseason talk, division by division. Um, I think we're getting close to being done with that. I think we'll probably be moving into, um, I don't know, we might take some a little break potentially, but we might just get into NFL offseason um, and a little more, a little deeper there, maybe do some preview pods. Uh, we will see, but we'll have some guests on for that. We'll have a lot of fun with that, of course. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, Tune in to the Power Hour with Alex. Um, I will be on there after the finals. Uh-oh. Uh, me and Alex, we did a Mount Rushmore pod. Oh, we're bringing them back. We're doing it just for the NBA teams. Okay, okay. So we'll be doing that. Bring uh, it on, baby. Let's hear extensive it. Extensive research being done. Um, Going to be some tough ones. I'm still not exactly sure who the Pacers one will be. I'm really not. I'm not excited. Wow. I don't have it finalized. Reggie, Reggie, a lock. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. He's the Washington. No doubt. No doubt. Um, That's all yeah, I got. I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but that's what we have coming up on the network. So two episodes left of Obi-Wan. Uh, check out Linsanity. Check out the Power Hour. Check out Cinema. And as always, folks, thank you very much. To the one and only Circle City Cinema with your host and the one and only Zach Griffith.